Hey everyone, welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. This is the podcast where normally we read and review a popular self-help book each week and we share the main points of the book with you so that you can know in under an hour if the book is worth your time. And if that kind of content interests you, I invite you to check out our back catalog. We have more than 250 episodes for you to enjoy, including more than 100 self-help books that we have covered. No, you're tired. So as many of our tiny pocket friends know, we announced, Lisa and I, my incredible co-host, announced a couple of months ago that we were taking a break for the summer. But today, I am joined by a guest so special that I couldn't resist but to pop back into our feed and bring you this incredible episode. So today, I am delighted to be joined by Sam Pesson, the president and founder of Remote Year. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Misty. It is great to be here, especially after that introduction. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. So we would love to know a little bit about your story. So can you tell us about yourself? Yeah. So as I was growing up, you know, pre, uh, pre-university, my family moved around a lot. I lived with my parents. I was an only child and my dad was a foreign correspondent. So we moved to a different country every four years or so. So we lived in China when I was a baby. Um, and then we moved to DC and then we lived in Jerusalem for a few years and then back to DC. And then we lived in the UK for a few years and we moved back to DC. And then I even took a gap year actually after high school. And I think, you know, those experiences really shaped how I think about the world. And, and a lot of them weren't easy. Living abroad can be really challenging, um, can also be really fun, but it's, it was very formative for me. And I, I just, deeply believe that people should have the opportunity to, to do that at some point in their lives, if not multiple times. Mm. After that, I went to university uh, in Michigan. I went to the University of Michigan. And then I went into consulting for a few years. I spent six months in India during that time, which was amazing. And then one of my best friends and I started Remote Year together. And, you know, for me, the beauty of it was that I had this opportunity to give that kind of a lifestyle back to many other people, all while not sacrificing anything professionally, which I think is the really unique component of what we do. And so for people who haven't heard of Remote Year, what is Remote Year and what made you decide to found it when you did? Remote Year is a community travel platform for remote working professionals. Um, For most of the last few years, we've focused on what we call work and travel programs, which are one month, four month, and the original program was actually a 12 month work and travel experience where you go to one location every month. So if you're on a 12 month program, you go to 12 locations. If you're on a one month program, you only go to one place. And, you know, the unique element of remote years that you're with the same community for the entire time. You have a program leader from our team. Um, who I know you're now probably familiar with now that you're on a program mm-hmm. and local teams in every place that you go. We handle all the accommodations and workspaces and flights between the cities. Um, and that's the work and travel side of remote year. Uh, we're actually launching learn and travel programs in the next few months. So programs that have a little bit stronger of a learning component to them. 
Um, and then the final product that uh, is a little bit newer as well are our retreats programs, which are more of a one-week getaway, not as much of a work and travel program. So I want to disclose to everybody uh, who's listening and, and our LLLs, our longtime loyal listeners and our tiny pocket friends know this, but full disclosure, I am one month into a four month travel program with Remote Year. And I'm actually recording this from my co-working space in Mexico City. And I reached out to you uh, on LinkedIn to see if you'd come on, go help yourself before I ever joined a program. So I'm so tickled at the timing that we're doing this kind of a quarter of the way in. And I have to say, like, what I love about Remote Year is that you take care of everything that sucks about solo travel. I haven't had to worry about logistics. I have the corporate support. Um, if I need something for my apartment, like for example, my shower drain was draining kind of slowly. And I just pinged our city manager, who I'm now deeply in love with, Omar. <laughs> and he he helped me right away. And so Remote Year really handles all of the logistics of travel. And I'm really blown away by how easy it's been to come to a country I've never been to, not know anybody at all. And then suddenly I have this community of like 30 people. I'm learning about the city. I'm learning the language, but I don't, I can do my own thing, but I don't feel lonely at all. So that is one of the things that I love about it. So full disclosure, everybody, I'm on a program, but it's great. <laughs> Highly recommend. Um, but I, I wanted to have you on today, Sam, because the self-help world, it tends to be really myopic and really focused on the self and sort of like whatever small lens we have at that time in our lives. And I'm wondering, how do you feel that travel plays a part in self-development? I mean, that's my whole life story. I mean, it's just, I deeply believe that these programs have that kind of an impact on people. Um, actually just to circle back on one thing you said earlier around like the, the, you know, handle all the stuff you don't want to do. I think the, the hard thing that people don't fully understand about working and traveling is that it's very different than traveling for pleasure. Um, you know, when I did my honeymoon, we did a three week camper vanning experience in New Zealand, typical trip, but we had a blast planning it. You know, like we were having fun every day, picking where we went and what we were going to do and where we we're going to stay sort of on the fly. That was just part of our experience. But when you're working, you know, full 40 hour week while traveling and you're getting into a new location on a Saturday or even a Sunday night and the next morning you're expected to work and you don't know where you're going to work or how the Wi-Fi is going to be or, you know, there's all these things that make that not only stressful, but um, just a, a huge time suck uh, when your time exploring is more limited because a lot of the week you're, you're actually working. So I think that's, that's just one unique part of working and traveling. And I've done it a lot with remote year. I've also done it a lot without remote year. And I think those times where I've, I've been doing it on my own have been just much more stressful for me. But yeah, I mean, to, to go back to your question around self-development, I, I think when you spend a meaningful amount of time internationally, not in your home country uh, or potentially even in your home country, but in different places from where you're, you're used to being with different types of people, you get exposed to diverse humans. And when you get exposed to diverse humans, you learn about them, you understand their background, you learn how to communicate with one another. Sometimes that can be challenging, um, if not just the simple linguistic barriers, but also cultural. So, you know, to me, 
just expanding your perspective in that particular way is not only really powerful from a, a sort of self-developmental perspective, but also from a professional perspective. I mean, to have that kind of a global perspective and global understanding when you are working your way up in a company or starting your own business or um, taking a foreign posting for your, for your company, like all of those are super relevant to have had some kind of a global experience that opened your eyes in the, in the ways that international travel can. So that's huge for me. Absolutely. And I think giving yourself the gift of being an outsider is so incredible for cultivating compassion, you know, for other people you may work with or, or come across who are doing the same thing. And uh, another thing that's really kind of bowled me over is, and this is what I was hoping to discover on remote year, is just a different way of life or discovering different value systems where maybe hyper productivity is not the norm. You know, I live in Los Angeles and it's such a, such an intense bubble. I thought you lived in Mexico city. Oh, thank you. I do right now. I do. Thank you. Thank you for catching that. And on Saturday, (laughs) I'll live in Guatemala. There you go. (laughs) In Antigua. But, um, it's been really cool just to see how like not everybody is like, if you're not producing, you're worthless, you know, everywhere else in the world. So just kind of expanding my worldview that way has been awesome. Okay. So here is something I'm curious about because you see a lot of travelers. How many have gone through the program? Like three or 4,000? Exactly. Wow. Okay. So what is the most common misconception people have about traveling or working remotely in another country? It's it's a really good question. I think one of the most common misunderstandings, well, especially about remote year specifically as a platform within that space is people are really working on these programs. And I, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a range of what people are doing professionally. Some people are, have a extra full-time job and some people are, you know, doing something part-time or even a, sort of a side project or writing a book. But, you know, I think most people just assume that when people are working and traveling, there is a loss in productivity and a loss in outputs. And that's not what we've seen from our team nor from our, our customers. Almost the contrary. Like when people, there's a couple of reasons for it, but when people are allowed to do something like remote year or, or just travel and, and work independently, there, there are a couple of things I think that happen. One is that they surround themselves with an environment that's really exciting and inspiring to them. So the creativity is there. They're meeting new people. They're having new ideas. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's almost hard to argue that that's not sort of a better situation from a, an innovation and a creativity perspective. And I think the other thing that's happening is that people are appreciative of their companies allowing them to, to do that. And so I think they, they really want to prove that this lifestyle is sustainable. They want to prove that, um, you know, their company can trust them to do this kind of experience. And, you know, I think they put in a little extra elbow grease to making it work. Um, so that, that's just what I've seen, but I think that's, that's obviously the most common thing that companies are thinking about is, well, if they're not in my office or if they're not at least, you know, close by and can come into the office, you know, how do I know that, that they're going to be productive? And, you know, that all comes back to, you know, outputs versus FaceTime optimizing. So, you know, I think it starts with companies having clear goals, clear, clear responsibilities and, you know, I think if that's in place, then people who are doing something like this experience will be successful. 
Yeah. And I think the other thing that I was surprised by in that same vein is that there are so many hardworking people in my, my group that I'm on and everybody's kind of helping each other. You know, there, there's like a personal financial advisor who's saying like, Hey, how can I help, you know, help you, uh, with your taxes and your personal business? Like let's set aside a meeting and someone else who's going like, I published eight books. Like anybody who wants to write a book, I'll help you figure out the ins and outs of a book proposal or a book pitch. And it's like, I wasn't expecting so many professional opportunities just within the group itself. Um, and then some other people from my group have decided like, Hey, I don't want to be in like a bullpen kind of situation in, in the co-working space. So I'm going to upgrade to a private office or a private apartment. So I really like that there's that flexibility as well. And I'm also, it's so interesting. I'm curious, how have you seen, has it gotten easier since the COVID-19 pandemic to convince companies or people to travel and work remotely? I feel like that was maybe more of a novelty before the pandemic than it is now. Oh, for sure. I mean, the amount of remote work has meaningfully changed in the last year. Um, you know, obviously last year was, was tough for us, but coming into this year with, with the amount of full-time remote work versus what it used to be, it, it's, it's a massive difference. I mean, people still need to speak to their companies to get approval. And we, we try to help people through that process, but, uh, just the amount of times we get a yes is, is completely different than it used to be. And so because of that, um, you know, for us, it's been, it's been a really exciting time to see that shift and to see people being able to do this experience. Um, the other thing I, I just wanted to add to what you said before is remote years is interesting being because in some ways we preach remote from a professional perspective, but in other ways, the experience is all about human interaction and connection while you're on the program. So we sort of like, you're a little bit away from your coworkers, but you have this other community of professionals that you're part of. I actually think maintaining some amount of in-person time with your company is also really important. For example, maybe not as important for a, a one month or a four month, but on a 12 month program to have one or two touch points where you, you know, go back and visit your office and spend time with your coworkers. I mean, even at remote year, we have those in-person touch points. And I think this has been an evolution for us at the beginning of remote year. We were like, remote work extremists, you know, it was mm. everything remote all the time. And then, you know, what we realized is that there are some things that are better in person. Uh, and so we created these every six to 12 month, two to four day retreats for our company. And I think, you know, that's something that I, I usually recommend for other people doing remote year and, and companies that are interested in letting their employees be remote in general, regardless of whether they're traveling or not, because, I think that that reconnection can can really last for a while while you're in a remote environment and you sort of like maintain the the energy, the the goals that you set while you were together, et cetera. Well, wow, that's so smart. For the people who have completed your programs, how have you seen them change or grow personally? I mean, every possible way I could imagine. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, there's there's just the global awareness and consciousness that we already talked about. There's the professional success that people have seen on remote year. I think more often than not, people end up getting promoted or similar while they're on remote year than, you know, have performance issues, mm. uh, which I think is both connected to the actual performance, but also to the global perspective that they're gaining and bringing to the table. I think, I think everybody who does remote year comes back with a little bit more of a, a diversity, equity, inclusion perspective that 
could be valuable to a company, no matter what background they come from. Mm. And, you know, beyond that, in a, in a more social sense, I mean, there's best friendships formed, their marriage. I mean, we've had, I'm going to say dozens. I almost want to say hundreds, but I don't actually have a count of what? marriages that have come out of remote year and even some babies at this point. Um, you know, remote there's your babies, remote, oh my God, remote babies. Yeah. They, they yeah. are going to be the coolest people. <laughs> yeah. We should, they're going to grow into the coolest human. Yeah. Well, that's, I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, people, people grow in, in, in a million ways. Um, and I think the truth is that it comes down to the intentions you have when you join the program. Um, you know, uh, we, we really try to help people without overstepping, be a little bit thoughtful about why they're coming and what they're hoping to accomplish. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's sort of a part of the, the orientation process. Definitely. And what, what is the average age of a person on remote year? It's actually the mid thirties. Um, people are usually surprised. Uh, a lot of people think that remote years for people in their early twenties. And, and I mean, not just remote year, but working and traveling, I would say in general, you typically have to be a little bit more established in your career to have that kind of a capability to, to work remotely and have a sort of fully, yeah, a fully remote situation that, that you can work in that environment. And so, uh, it's actually even the average age has gone up since pre COVID by a couple of years. It was in the 31, 32 range. Now it's in the 34, 35 range. Mm. Um, you know, which, a lot of our programs have people in their fifties, sixties, even seventies. And then, you know, the sort of core range is, is 25 to 40. We have, um, in my group, our youngest is 24 and she's awesome. And our oldest is in her sixties with mobility issues. And she is absolutely crushing the trip. I mean, you know, she's just making it work. Remote year has been so accommodating and it's really thrilling to see what someone can do as they're recovering from double knee replacement, you know? So I thought that was a really cool thing as well. Okay. So I want to pivot a little bit away from uh, remote year globally and ask you some questions about your own self-help journey, since this is a self-help podcast. So founding a company uh, at a young age, whose goal, your whole goal is to be global. And there's a lot of responsibility about you know, having all of these groups of people all over the world, it sounds very challenging. And I can't imagine what kinds of um, bumps and obstacles you encountered as you were launching the program. But were there any self-help strategies that helped you through the building and launching of Remote Year? And are there any that you still use today? Yeah, tons. I mean, for me, one of them is is socializing. Um, I just, I think, it's so important and, and socializing could be, you know, a group experience. It could also just be grabbing coffee with someone that, you know, you care about and, and, you know, you enjoy learning from and talking to. Uh, so I think even in some of the hard times, for example, in the early days of remote year, just getting out of, you know, wherever we were and, and, and spending some time together, even with, with some of our customers was just a really nice, uh, reminder of, you know, what life's all about, which is, mostly connecting with people and having experiences, which is the second thing for me around experiencing the places that you're in. So, you know, if you're working and traveling and living that kind of a lifestyle, I, I found myself many times realizing I was, I'd been locked in an apartment in some city or a co-working space in some city. And I hadn't done a single thing 
for three days or four days or even a week. And, you know, I think those were the moments where I just took a step back and said, Hey, I got to go do some kind of a cool, interesting local experience because that's why we're doing this. Uh, and so I think just checking myself a little bit on that and making sure that everywhere I went, I I was doing one or two things at least that were opening my eyes and helping me experience local culture and, and also meeting some people along the way, I think was, was huge. And I, I've just tried to bring that with me. And I think the, the last thing that sort of is maybe connected to that is, is vacations. Like I really think vacations are important. Um, I think in, in a remote work environment and a remote work and travel environment, it's super easy to see work and life just meld together in this, yes. in this, um, way that like feels kind of normal now. Uh, which I think is maybe its own sub conversation at some point to have. But, <laughs> you know, I think because of that, it's even more important. Like you don't get that day to day or even sometimes weekend compartmentalization. So mm-hmm. to just take a week or two and be offline, that, that alone, being offline alone is a vacation, right? Like being disconnected and not being on your phone and not getting the not- notifications. To me, that's, so important to do once or twice a year at least. And, and it's really hard. Like I, you know, it's easy to stand here and say, everybody should take vacations and disconnect it's really, <laughs> really, really hard, especially when you're running a company or you're, you know, in a job that's really high paced. Um, mm-hmm. because I think people often feel like it's going to hurt their reputation or their performance at the company. And mm-hmm. it's a very, yeah, it's a very challenging issue because obviously it's, it's hard when people leave for a week. But at the end of the day, I, I think that one week or two week break really makes people better in the long run yeah. for the company. So, um, you know, to me, that's, that's another one that I think for the first two years of remote year, I, I don't even think I took a single vacation. And then I realized that that was a huge mistake. Nobody else at the company was taking time off and we sort of did a full like 180 on that. Um, and I think it was, it was a much better place for me personally and also for, for everyone around me. Yeah. There's, I, I've never been at a job where I've gone, Hey, I think I'm going to take this week off. And they've gone, wow, that's the perfect time. Great choice. Like so convenient for us. Absolutely works. No pressure whatsoever, but yeah, it absolutely resets people and you come back more invigorated and focused than before. Okay. So when I was thinking about signing up for remote year, I heard about it from a friend I got a full body. Yes. My whole body lit up and I was like, Oh God, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I think I'm going to do this program. But I was terrified because the thought of taking four months away from my life, my apartment, my car, my things, you know, and traveling with a group of people was terrifying. And it's, it's a resource commitment, a financial commitment, a time commitment, and it takes a lot of bravery. And I, I'm so grateful that you have this kind of, um, I don't know if we call it like an onboarding process, but for people who are considering the program, I had three or four calls uh, with a woman named Molly on your team and she was just the best. And every time I was like, but what if I like am near death on a program? What if this happens? You know, kind of like catastrophizing. And it was great because she sat down and just talked me through all of my fears over and over and used real world examples of things, you know, that have, have been handled on remote year. And so I bring this up because I think there are external barriers to taking a trip like this. 
And then there are internal barriers. So I am curious for someone like me who is itching to travel significantly, but is also terrified to dive in. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom about taking the leap? Talk to friends who have done it because I think everyone has that friend or friends who are the travel crazies and, you know, the cool friend. (laughs) Yeah. The people that you sort of wish were like a travel agent that you could just say, Hey, tell me where to go. So I I think that's a, that's like a great source of, of inspiration, information and, and answering questions from someone who you trust and is, is in your network. I think doing it in a supported environment is a great way to get comfortable, whether it's obviously remote years, one option, but there's plenty of other options as well that are programmatic. And there's also even options that are not programs. They're just infrastructure options, um, mm-hmm. staying in co-living, co-working places all around the world, for example. Um, so there, there's ways to make it a little bit easy on yourself uh, or easier, I should say, on yourself. But ultimately, I think, you know, you have to be in a place where you're excited for something new and excited for some kind of a change in your life. And I really think that this lifestyle can be meaningfully inspiring and moving and and transformative for people if that's what they're looking for. As you said earlier, it's all about the intention. It is. Okay. So quick, quick aside. So this is a self-help podcast, but we also have so many listeners who own their own businesses or are hoping to start their own. So as a successful entrepreneur, do you have any advice about starting or growing a business? Try it. I I actually... uh... I mean, to be honest, I, I was, I was in consulting before this and I, I was never like one of those people that felt the need deep inside of me to start my own company. Uh, and when, you know, my co-founder Greg and I started talking about remote year there, it just felt like the right thing for me. Like I, I just sort of knew it was the right decision and it felt like the right kind of brand and the right kind of experience for me. Um, so I think it, it, it comes a little bit down to your gut. Um, if it feels like something that is so exciting that you want to stop doing whatever you're doing right now to do this, then, then that's the right time to make the change. But, you know, I mean, there's no, there's no blanket advice you can give to people starting a company. I think there's just so many amazing and challenging parts of it. Uh, I think the quality I would, I would emphasize is, is perseverance. Um, you really need to have confidence and willpower to, to sort of get through some of the really challenging parts, which I think take different flavors, depending on what kind of company you're starting and, and what kind of challenges you face. But you really have to have some, some perseverance and grit to get, to get through some of those downs because there are definitely ups and downs, uh, along the way. That's great. I love that. Follow your gut. Cause I think a lot of my friends are like, well, what, what product's going to sell the most and what's going to be most marketable? And it's like, well, what are you excited about? Totally. Okay. So what's next for remote year? We are, you know, in the near term, we're finally going to get to go back to Europe, Africa, and eventually Asia as well. We're just sort of waiting for the travel restrictions to allow us to do so. And I think that's going to be very exciting for us to be fully global again. Similarly, you know, I think from a customer perspective, people will start to rejoin programs from all over the world. So getting back to a place where our communities are more global, you know, right now, a lot of countries are 
unable to really travel freely or not yet at a vaccinated state where that's possible based on regulations. So Mm -hmm. that will be honestly its own amazing win. And then, you know, beyond that, these learn and travel programs, I think are incredibly exciting for us. We're going to start talking to companies about doing some of our retreat experiences. So that'll be similar to what I described around what we do for our company, offering that kind of a thing to organizations either facilitated or maybe they self-facilitate and we're even considering a membership product down the road so there's there's a lot that that we're working on uh but you know (laughs) trying to stay focused on on taking the right steps right in front of us too my mouth was just open while you were saying membership products because i am deeply interested (laughs) and whatever that looks like so okay so if if Anyone, which is most of the people listening, wants to sign up for Remote Year. How do they do that? On our website, we list all of our programs. Uh, We have an application process because we really care about the community that we're building. And uh, so you would fill out an application and then the next steps will come into your inbox. And you know what? I have to say, everybody, it's really pleasant. It's wonderful. You can ask all the questions. You can have all the neuroses you want. Highly encourage you to bring your neuroses to the table. Uh, Invite them as guests on your remote year. And we will put a link to the application page and the website in show notes. So Sam, is there anything else you want to add? I just, I mean, I I clearly am passionate about uh, people having these types of experiences. And I would just really encourage people, especially in a world where remote work is so much more possible to just find a way to do some kind of a work and travel experience, whether it's with remote year or whether it's on your own or whether it's through a different company. I I just think they're so powerful and they really help transform and evolve the way you think about a lot of things. So for me, my, I would just really kind of give a, a, friendly nudge to, to give it a shot because it's it like now more than ever is an amazing time to take advantage of that kind of opportunity. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel like before I came on this trip and I've only been here for a month, I still have three more months to go. But before I came on this trip, it this kind of travel, travel felt um, hard. It felt like there were barriers. How do I do that? I can't just hop on a plane, et cetera. And now that I've been here, I'm like, oh my gosh, anytime I have two weeks off, I can just fly anywhere. And I don't know, it's really, it's really built my self-confidence and opened up a world of possibilities. It feels like my world is a lot bigger now than it was before. That's great to hear. Oh my God, Sam, thank you so much for creating this program. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time and sharing some of your journey and what's coming up for Remote Year. Thank you. And with that, life life is is abundant. abundant. Go Help Yourself was produced by Misty Stinnett and Lisa Linky. Our theme song was written by the inimitable Matt Saff. Inimitable. There's nothing we love more than hearing from you. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. We're also at gohelpyourselfpodcast on Instagram and at ghypodcast on Twitter. And you can go old school and check out our website at gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. It basically is a fancy PowerPoint slide. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review because it helps other people find our show. You know who else needs to find it? Your friends. Tell all of your friends. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.